Jack and Canned. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the roundtable with Jack and Canned, the <sighs> sports roundtable. John, first off, uh, you know what? I'm not going to ask you how you're doing because we're going to just go over in the next episode that we're about to do right after this anyway. So I'll ask you that. Um, Sounds good. (laughs) Anything you want to start off with or you want me to just dive right in? I just want to start off here, and I know we're going to talk about it as we go over who's on top. But, Kolbs, as I was looking through the highlights and the videos, I know that you gave the warning. I know that you mentioned this team was super dangerous. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. I do because I thought of you immediately. It got smoked out, smoked out. The Lightning, eight. The Islanders, (laughs) goose egg. They turned on the Jets. (laughs) John, I I mean – did they really like you said? Like, are they here to play? Like, what does that mean? Honestly, like, I the games that they lose, I'm just not sure if they didn't just kind of show up and happen to lose. It's one of those things where I feel like it, they almost consider like playing in the backyard with their friends, and they're just like, oh yeah, we'll mess around with the puck a little bit because when they come to play, that's what happens. They're torching really good teams like the Islanders, eight to nothing. Eight to nothing. I don't know the last time that I saw an eight insane. to nothing game. I, I eight to nothing in like anything right now. I, I mean, outside of football and, and basketball, but like eight nothing. Yeah, I no, don't know it, what to say, Colts. No, in all seriousness, I mean, you see, it, it, remember when I told you that they sat their best two players throughout the entirety of the regular season, and then they mm-hmm. pretty much just laced them up right before the regular season ended, threw them right in there for the playoffs. Yep. So, uh, just to give you an example, so uh, Kucherov, who's one of their two best guys, three assists last night. Steven Stamkos, three goals, two assists. It's like, <laughs> these guys are monsters. I, I don't understand it. Oh, my God, man. It's just that the so- way that they move the puck around, it makes it look like there's not a defense in front of them. It looks like regardless of what you do, they're going to beat you. Dude, let me ask you this again. Are they going to do it? Are they going to pull it off? <laughs> you can keep asking me to the end of time. You can even ask me after they get eliminated if that happens to happen, and I'm still going to say yes because they're just better than everybody else. It's not even close at this point. I got to keep asking that question until it's done. But, Coles, before we mention here who's on top, I want to bring up something. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know this. I knew Kimbo Slice was a Big-time backyard brawler, an absolute beast. He went into the MMA. He dabbled in the UFC as well, right? He was a very successful career. Yeah, he was I on the Ultimate it. Fighter. He he did okay as far as MMA yeah. went. But then he, uh, he transitioned over to boxing, and that's where he seemed to uh, – I wish he would have done that when he was 20 because, it, wow, he could have done something. That's exactly, exactly – what I wanted to mention, I had no clue that he'd made the transition over to professional boxing. Well, he never Dude. fought any big names. That's the problem. Again, hence the promotion Dude. thing that we talk about on like a weekly basis where we're out here saying, well, yeah, of course that guy's going to promote like that because that's what makes you the big money and how we keep saying every time that one of these situations comes up where there's this huge fight between a celebrity and a real fighter where I say, I'll go ahead and I know I'm not a celebrity, but if I was, 
hell yeah, I'm taking that fight because it's worth the money. If Kimbo Slice could have just called out somebody with a huge name to go box against, even if he lost. I mean, the thing is, is if that if that guy started boxing when he was like 14, 16 years old and just stuck with it, because you can tell the guy boxed, that he's got a good oh, stance. Yeah. But if he had just stuck with that, I honestly think that he would have been a monster in the boxing world. Oh, an absolute beast. Freaking seven professional fights, six knocks out, six knockouts. But dude, what's so impressive of looking through some of the stats of those fights, <laughs> several of those were first round knockouts less than a minute. Uh, he's, and I'm like he has the most powerful punch of anybody I've ever seen. And I'm not making that up. I'm not just doing like a display of, oh yeah, he's awesome, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm telling you, I'm not falling for like a YouTube prank here. That guy hits harder than anybody else that I've ever seen. The only other guys that are like that to me are Mike Tyson and um, uh, who's who's the guy now? Uh, lost to Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. Yeah, the, the, those are the only two other guys that I've seen in that sport that I consider to be in that same class. Well, dude, what I want to bring up here is, yeah, he's one of the Big time punchers, but I just want to say maybe one of Kimbo's wins in the boxing ring was because because it was Drew Bledsoe's brother. I don't know Tay Bledsoe is that Drew Bledsoe's brother? Like, does he belong? What do you think? I know the family tree of Drew Bledsoe. No, I I don't know. I, I'm gonna <laughs> doubt it. Um, I'm gonna guess that he didn't have a brother that much younger than him. By the that way, would be awesome if I feel like I we can't so. continue this without saying rest in peace, Kimbo Slice. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, yes. Absolutely. Rest oh, in peace. Hey, another Kimbo Slice young. note. I heard his. Uh, I heard his son's getting into boxing. What? Yeah, I don't know what his name is. I don't remember, but I, I do seem to remember Baby Slice in there. I actually, I think Baby that's the Slice name. Is- I think that's the name he goes by. <laughs> is that really? I think that's his nickname. And- yeah, Baby Slice. Oh my God, Kevin Ferguson Jr. Yes, oh, yes, he's a beast too. Oh, that's right. He's what a the- junior. 29 years old, a freaking beast. What is this? Yeah, he's already in the fighting world. He was actually in Bellator. <laughs> was he really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Bellator 2016, 17, and 18. He's had a couple of matches over there. What the hell do we got going on here? But you said he's just entering in the uh, the boxing world as well? Well, yeah, he, that's what I had heard anyway. And maybe, maybe it was that I saw that he was in MMA because this is months ago and I didn't even think to write it down, but it was something gotcha. that I had caught. <laughs> but he does go by Baby Slice, right? <laughs> yeah, Baby Slice. Yeah, Kevin Ferguson Jr., Baby Slice, 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. <laughs> I, I mean, like he's, that. He's definitely – he looks like a beast on here, but he, he definitely doesn't well, look yeah, like Yeah, I mean, if you, got, if you got any of the genes that that male side of the family's got, I mean, I got to think that every time they met up for Thanksgiving, it was just a bunch of massive dudes at a table. Like, the turkey oh was God, screwed yeah. from the get-go. They probably didn't have to shoot the thing or buy the thing. They probably just went outside and ripped one out of the ground and broke its neck and brought it in and fried it up. Yeah, <laughs> dude, honestly, I, yeah, I think you're 100% right. You know who's the next <laughs> biggest man that just looks like an absolute beast? Bob Sapp. Do you remember him? Oh, my God, yeah. You know, another one from the, the UFC days from uh, way back long ago, but uh, Mark Coleman. That's another one if you get a chance yep. to look him up. Okay, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, that dude was huge. I saw him live up in Springfield, Mass., for an MMA, it was like a Bellator kindish fight, and he was just there as a spokesperson. Uh, he went into the ring. 
He wasn't talking that great in the ring. You could tell he's like. No, well, the end portion of his career was just him getting messed up a lot. I mean, it was just him getting knocked out, knocked out, knocked out. I I kind of felt bad. Yeah, it was it was one of those that was just kind of sad because he was very good in his era. But he hung on too long, like too many of these fighters do. Like, I hated that they did that Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz fight in uh, whatever league they did that in. Because that that didn't need to happen. You don't need to have two 50-year-old guys that, I mean, I'm sure the Tito still works out and does his thing. And I'm sure Chuck still works out both in MMA and in just general working out. But, I mean, (laughs) I don't think Chuck's cared about the sport since the day he retired, man. No, no. It, dude, talking about 50-something-year-olds in, in fighting here, I know we mentioned it in the last roundtable episode, but the Logan Paul-Mike Tyson situation seems to be growing some more interest. I don't think it's going to go anywhere, though. I don't think Tyson's in that mentality where he's going to be like, yeah, I'll fight you. Or if you catch him on a good day and Tyson's kind of like feeling a little adventurous – He'll just be like, you know, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. Like, I'm hoping that that's how we can. Uh, me too. I'd love to see Iron Mike come back to the 80s form and just a few of his, uh, uh, we'll call press antics. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, please. But, Colbs, man, what kind of topics do you got before we jump into who's on top? So, one take that I wanted to get out here, because I've been watching these NBA playoffs, and there, there was something I noticed. Paul George looked really good in game one against Phoenix. And granted, they lost that game. Phoenix is up one nothing in that series. But actually, Colbs, before you break it down, because we're kind of spoiling a lot of who's on top here. Let me just go ahead and let those ladies and gents that aren't <laughs> big sports fan know exactly what's going on. And then we'll transition. To NBA yeah, talk go ahead that. and tell them about sweet baseball. <laughs> All right. So we just mentioned here of what's going on in the hockey world. So the freaking lightning smoked out the Islanders. Game five, Tampa up 3-2 in that series. This one kind of surprises me a little bit. Canadians and the Golden Knights. Series tied at 2-2. They got a game that's actually going to be – Oh, I think it I just was going to say, here. I think it just started up a little bit ago. Yeah, I think it just started up. Uh, that's kind of where we're sitting there in the hockey world. As we go over to the MLB – American League, Red Sox on top, Tampa half game behind, really close. The Yankees still kind of trying, trying, trying. <laughs> uh, AL Central, White Sox on top, the Indians. I kind of like just seeing the Indians on there just because of the Major League movie, and it makes me think of Charlie Sheen and Wild Thing. So I just kind of pull for them, and I'm hoping that Charlie Sheen comes out of retirement and goes helps them out. Uh, the AL West, we got the Astros, the Athletics sitting up top over there. And then transitioning over to the National League, Mets. Yeah, baby, sitting on top. NL Central Brewers, followed by the Cubs. NL West, still sitting Giants on top with the Dodgers right behind them. Now, Colbs, I know you were just mentioning there the NBA. Ladies and gents, for you non-hardcore NBA fans, kind of like me, kind of like me, okay, how we are sitting with these is the Clippers ended up winning the series over the Jazz 4 Two. All right. We're sitting as the Bucks won the series. Whoa, whoa, what? What? The Bucks won the series. I'm seeing this for the first time. They beat the Nets. Yeah. Hold on, Coles. <laughs> okay. You're gonna have to talk about that because all right, all right. That kind of blew my mind. Atlanta 4-3. The Hawks over the 76er. The 76ers. Oh my god, I can't talk today. 
And Colbs, what are we at here? Phoenix versus the Clippers. And we have the Hawks versus the Bucks. Yes, we do. So, dude, what the frig happened? So, <laughs> what turned out to be is that the Nets without Kyrie Irving and a healthy James Harden, it was just Kevin Durant and them boys. There really wasn't anything else. So, you can't say the KD didn't give it his all. In Game 5 and Game 7, he basically, between the two games, threw up 100. I mean, there's not much more you could ask of him. He really put out a valiant effort, and actually, he's getting more well-respected for this loss in the playoffs than for any of his Golden State championships, just because he actually (laughs) had to do it himself. I mean, James Harden in Game 7, he put up 22 points, but it, it wasn't anything that you would sit there and look at and say, oh, James Harden was a real factor. James Harden was just a guy that has really good shooting that game. He he didn't have any of the pivot. He didn't have any of the step back ability. He couldn't get to the rim and draw fouls like he likes. I mean, he, he was able to do a little bit of these things, but not at the same level. And it was just blatantly obvious. So it was the Kevin Durant show. And Katie almost got him there. That actually, John, by the way, that happened during your birthday. Oh yeah, man! Dude. I caught the the ending result of that with Zach and Hector. <laughs> that is amazing. Hey, I'm just excited to see Brooke Lopez's name on there. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, he's still doing it. You know what's funny about that, John? I on NBA 2K11, I used to always use Brooke Lopez, and I, I would try to set up a team where it was my my big two was Brooke Lopez and Carmelo Anthony, right? Because they were oh both good at shooting, and I would keep trying to hit threes with Brooke Lopez, and his three point was rated 25 on there and i was like no this guy can shoot threes today in this day and age brooke lopez a knockdown three-point shooter he is somebody that you have to really watch on the outside as a seven footer that can rise up and knock it down hell yeah (laughs) dude stupid question for you ladies and gents i apologize um okay if i'm gonna say this wrong i'm actually gonna pronounce it the way that i think it is and maybe it's because I'm just a Marvel fan in Thor and all of that, all of those movies, right? Thanos, Antetokounmpo, related <laughs> to Giannis? Yeah, it's one of his brothers. Get out of town! Yeah, he's got two of them. They're both in the NBA. Yo, I want to give him a shout out. He played one minute and he got one rebound. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. That's, that's my kind of thing. Yeah, his, uh, his brothers aren't as good as him. Well, well, Coles, I, 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 that must be a weird feeling. Like when you're, you know, your older brother, he's just out there killing it. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to go in there. Hey, I need you to go in. I need you to get the rebound. Get the bound, boy. Get the bound. Yeah. I would just get that rebound and stack well, like up. champ. Back to the Thanksgiving talk conversation. So when the Antetokounmpo family sits down, there they sit go. down and Giannis is absolutely at the head of the table, right? Like his brothers yep. have to be at the kid table. They got to. They got to. <laughs> All right. They're happy with it. John, let me get my, my Paul George take off here before we end yes. up getting out of this thing. Yes, so I'm sorry. What I noticed <laughs> is that Paul George played really, really well, right? And the other thing that I've noticed is that Jimmy Butler does the same thing. When they are the number one guy, they play like a number one and they play their best basketball. They both struggle with playing in the number two role. So 
there's been a lot of heat on Paul George over the years as to, you know, he can't do this, he can't do that, he can't help carry a team. He's It's honestly been disputed if he's even worth having as your number two guy, if you could even win with him as your number two. And the thing that I'd say is I just don't think he's comfortable in the number two role. I think he has to be the guy for him to work. So I don't know how this is ultimately going to go in in Los Angeles with Kawhi there. Now, granted, I do hear a lot of talk that Kawhi might be finding his way out of there just because he's, well, at this point, he's gone there and it hasn't worked. But as far so as is he injured for the whole year, is he done for the whole season? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He messed up his ACL. He's, he's out. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and ch- chances are, in all seriousness, because at some point here, Phoenix is going to get Chris Paul back, and it's not like they're going to lose the series once he comes back. That's actually what I was going to ask you. So have you heard any updates? Like, I'm just looking at the last stats, and for any of those that haven't tuned in, like myself, I'm kind of looking here. Uh, Jay Crowder, yeah, Celtics old native, baby, killing it over there with 13 points. <laughs> Played for, like, we nine Devin- teams. <laughs> I know, right? Devin Booker, absolutely dominated with yeah, rebounds assists points that, what the freak dude? that kid is phenomenal i i love watching that kid play he, he's one of these guys he's kind of like in the dame lillard category for me i just love to watch him play even if he's on a bad team i still like just watching him play no absolutely so what does it look like for uh chris paul's return is there any? I haven't seen a timeline on it at this point. I just know he's in COVID protocol and he's got to keep waiting. But I, I don't know exactly when it is that he makes that return. I hope it's soon because I, I really would hate to see the Suns get bounced for that based upon that. Honestly, I think the Clippers are really without Kawhi Leonard. I don't want to see them in the finals. I just don't. I'd rather see Phoenix in there. No, absolutely. Same here, man. Same here. Plus, I, you know, I'm just rooting for Chris Paul at this point. I mean, the four teams that are left, I, I had the Clippers making it this far, but I didn't – not only did I not have any of the other teams making it here, but I didn't really want any of the other teams to be here. <laughs> like, that's no fun for me. I, I have no interest in Milwaukee or Atlanta winning this thing. And really, without Kawhi Leonard, I, I don't have any interest in the Clippers winning it. it. It's pretty much that I need Phoenix to win just because I don't – care much for the other teams yeah man i hear you there dude i i think a lot of people were pulling for the nets i think everybody was thinking it was their year so well i mean they loaded up with enough talent i guess uh nobody realized that that was going to be unhealthy talent come end of the season yeah yeah could be an argument to be made against resting your players during the regular season by the way because those guys only played i think like six games together during the regular season because what they kept no doing way. is just swapping them in and out like they would just say oh yeah this guy's got a sore knee kind of thing just are really just calling it rest and they would sit these guys they came out there into the into the postseason i don't know that they were necessarily in game shape mm. That's a good point, man. That's a good point. We'll see how they handled that situation next year. Are they all still under contract going into it? or? I think so. I, I'd have to look into it. I don't know 100% for sure. Just another year older, and sometimes that don't mesh up too well either. So, <laughs> Yeah. One, uh, one more takeaway that I want to give about this NBA season, and I saw yeah. this on Twitter, but <clears throat> I want you to think about this. So two of the teams – that are in the conference finals this year. The Atlanta Hawks, the last three seasons before this one, won 20 games, 
29 games and 24 games. What? The Phoenix Suns before this season had won in their last five seasons, 34, 19, 21, 24, and 23. So what this is showing you is that there is a way to turn being bad into being good if you draft right. Now, the counterpoint to what this was actually being brought up about is the Philadelphia 76ers, who obviously got bounced in the second round here. So the 76ers, if you look throughout their draft history from the last 10 years or so, awful. I mean, they did great with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, but even at this point, you're looking at Ben Simmons going, I don't know. Because Ben Simmons took three shots the entire series in the fourth quarters of the games. That series went seven games. He only took three shots the entirety of the fourth quarters. So you start to think to yourself, well, is he even worth that number one pick we spent on him? But you think of the other guys that were total bust for him. They had Markel Foltz. They had Jaleel Okafor. They had uh, Nerlens Noel. They had Dario Saric, who now is elsewhere, and he's he's all right. He's not somebody that you look at and go, oh, terrible player. But, I mean, you look at a lot of these draft picks that they took, and they're already either out of the NBA or they're just useless on somebody's bench. And that, that just goes to show you, you still have to draft right. And speaking of drafting, John, literally after we got on the phone, the news came down. They did the NBA draft lottery tonight. The Detroit Uh-oh. The Detroit Pistons will have the number one pick for the next season or for the next draft, followed by Houston, Cleveland, and Toronto. So Cleveland. The land. So I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know really who the big stars coming out this year are. Um, I, I think I had heard somewhere that it's going to be a good guard draft, but I honestly, I'm not too sure. I don't keep up a lot with college ball. I just watched March Madness. Outside of that, eh, I don't follow it. I was going to say, where's LeBron or uh, where's Bronny? Where's uh, where's the young kids? Where's he's, LeBron's he's, kids so they could. He's not quite college age him. yet. Bron, Bronny's yeah, but, in high school. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I'm looking it up here, 16 years old. I mean, do you draft them, Cleveland? Do you go ahead and you just. Like, they got to wait till they're 18 now. Oh, they got to wait till they're 18. All right. So. All right, a couple years, Cleveland. Maybe you take him and you'll catch LeBron, and he'll come back to Cleveland. Have the two play together, please. Colbs, this has been the Sports Roundtable of the episode. We are going to shut it down. Shut it down the way you know how to do so, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Jacked and Canned. This was Jacked and Canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes. And check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Can. Presented by No One.